Hello, and welcome to Easy Easy Bake Bake Takes, Takes, the podcast, the podcast where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. All right, this week we picked, or I picked, Parent Trap. (laughs) And the main theme was, randomly, I was like, what movies came out in the summer of 1998, the the year I was born? Yeah. And it came down to The Truman Show, uh, Mulan, Parent Trap, Armageddon. I was like, I kind of want to do something fun and very summery, Parent Trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a perfect one. It's a summer movie. I wanted something light and nice and something we both know very, very well yeah. from our childhoods. This came out in 1998. It's rated PG and it is two hours and eight minutes. If you haven't seen it, we're just going to go through the synopsis of the plot. Right, just exactly. So if you don't feel like watching it. Identical twins, Annie and Allie, separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological parents, discover each other for the first time at summer camp and make a plan to bring their wayward parents back together. That's the short synopsis. But to get into more detail, they train each other to act like the other and switch places when summer camp camp ends. So one goes with the dad in California and the other goes with mom in London. They get to meet the other sides of the family. Hallie happily meets Elizabeth, the mom from England, the family butler Martin, and her maternal grandfather. She learns that Elizabeth and Nick met on a cruise line and fell in love, like within days too they met yeah they met within days and married <laughs> meanwhile in california annie meets nick and their family and their family nanny chessie much to their dismay she learns that nick has fallen in love with a young woman named meredith blake my favorite character icon icon iconic <laughs> fucking iconic i love her <laughs> hallie's identity is discovered by her grandfather who then makes her tell her mother chessie finds out annie's identity but keeps it a secret and that's why so many people tweet, I would come out to her. <laughs> and they show Jesse's picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesse's picture. Elizabeth and Hallie mutually agree that they need to travel to California to, gr- to agree on joint custody of the twins between each parent. Annie and Hallie both arranged with Martin and Jesse for a meeting between Nick and Elizabeth at the Stafford Hotel in California, although only Elizabeth is aware of this. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Nick are reunited, and Nick happily realizes has had Annie with him since the since when they traded in camp. Elizabeth mm-hmm. also meets Meredith and learns that she and Nick will be getting married. Like he's so the father, just to clarify, the father sent his the the twin he kept to camp and she was gonna come back to meet this new girlfriend he has and two weeks later they're gonna get married. Just I'm just I'm stating that. One one thing this movie proves is that this dad is not very bright. I don't think any of the parents are, but we'll get into that. <laughs> the mom's a, the mom at least seems a little with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, people have their opinions. In a we'll different way. In different ways. In yeah. different ways. The girls refuse to go back to their homes until the four of them go on a camping trip. <laughs> camping trip together. Elizabeth asks for Meredith to take her place so the girls can go uh go to get to know each other with Meredith. The girls play a series of pranks on Meredith, including putting a lizard on her head and filling her insect repellent with sugar and water. <laughs> when the girls place her mattress on a lake, Meredith, Meredith is furious and vows to ship them off to Switzerland, <laughs> demanding that Nick <laughs> chooses between her and them. Finally, finally seeing Meredith's true nature, Nick chooses the girls, causing Meredith to break off the engagement. I mean, like, yeah, wouldn't you choose your kids before a girl i don't know whatever the dad in this movie is not (laughs) he's not the hero Mm -hmm. on returning home nick is somewhat relieved to be free of meredith he shows elizabeth his wine collection which includes wine they drink on at their wedding the two realize they are on the qe2 yes on the qe2 the two realize they are still in love but decide to go their separate ways with the twin with the twins they have custody of. Elizabeth and Annie arrive back in London. They are stunned to find Nick and Hallie, who flew to London via Concord in a love, which is like, I feel like product placement and it's, is, is that what it is? Well, there's a saying, if like when something is branded, it's branded for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like it, things are not branded in movies, commercial, not commercials, 
that's never mind movies tv shows music videos they are only branded if they're supposed to be branded like it okay yeah and, like they're paid because like the big surprise is like they beat them there because they flew Con- concord because <laughs> they could have easily said they just took like a red eye or something yeah like, something like that like yeah nick reveals he feels bad about not going after elizabeth the first time the two finally kiss and the end credits show photographs from their wedding which also takes on the, which also takes place on the QE2 with Hallie and Annie as bridesmaids and Chessie and Martin getting engaged. Let's see. Um, director Nancy Myers, writers Eric Kastner, who there's a book. David Swift uh, wrote the screenplay as well as Nancy Myers, who wrote the screenplay. It stars, of course, Lindsay Lohan as Hallie Parker and Annie James. Dennis, wait, just yeah. Question: Did did you ever think they were twins? Oh, when I majority twins, majority in my childhood, I was like, I want. Okay, one's named Lindsay Lohan. What's the other one's name? Because I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one ever talks about the other one. <laughs> so I, yes, there was a large portion of my childhood who thought like they were actual twins and not just. Lindsay Lohan. I'm sorry, this is unrelated, but it's related, and we'll move on, because it's just another set, it's a set of redhead twins that are famous. Okay. The actors that play Fred and George, there was, like, this thing that went around the, like, fandom that was, the, it was a lie, it was a lie that they had never met before the movie. Yes, <laughs> yes I remember that. I remember that. No, we met during audition. <laughs> it's like, no, they're actually twins, and they're related. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love that. No, but I remember. But anyway, I, mo- <laughs> huge portion of my childhood, I was, I was like, "Who's the other twin's name?" No one ever talks yeah. about her. Dennis Quay plays the dad. Natasha Richardson, mm-hmm. she plays the mom. Uh, Elaine Hendricks, she plays Meredith. Lisa Ann Walters, she plays Chessie. And Simon Coons plays Martin. The trivia that I found uh, for split screen scenes: Lindsay Lohan wore an earpiece, which she would uh, play back the dialogue of the other sisters so she knew how to like respond this was uh lindsay lohan's first like feature film like she was in like a soap oprah opera before <laughs> soap with oprah soap with oprah no she was in a soap opera before but this was like mm-hmm. i think her first like movie movie actress joanna barnes played the wicked girlfriend in the parent trap 1961 the original oh have you ever watched the original no i have no clue of this I have no idea of this. I don't like it, but... Oh, okay. It, I mean, it, it, I watched it as a kid, and I had right. only seen the 1998 version prior, and it's I was like, comparisons. this isn't Lindsay Lohan. This isn't Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> so it's not good. It's like how I felt about the Gary Gatsby. It wasn't the 2012 one, so I was like, this is garbage. I just... I was a pretentious little... Uh, like 14 year old when i watched the robert right. redford one so i was like it's so good like, I, love it. <laughs> I was like it doesn't have leonardo, it doesn't have leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so uh actress joanna barnes played the wicked girlfriend in the parent trap 1961 and plays the mother of the wicked girlfriend in this version in the 1988 version the wicked girlfriend's name is meredith rather than vicky mm-hmm. joanne's barnes character as the mother this new parent trap is still named Vicky, however. That's so cool, though. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love. Well, there's a lot. Like, they say there's a lot of, like, homages to that. But, like, I'd never uh, seen the original, so I wouldn't know. I'd only seen it once, so I didn't even pick up on that. Right. But that's really cool, actually. Yeah. That's cute. I yeah. like that. Uh, the last boy who shows up at the girls' camp is played by... Or the lost boy who shows up at the girls' mm-hmm. camp is played by Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's mm-hmm. real-life brother. Lindsay's siblings regularly appear as extras in her movies, so, like, that's... It's kind of like the, the Olsen twins with their stuff. They would yeah. have their, sis- their sister and brother and stuff. Exactly. And apparently, like, Lindsay's uh, mm-hmm. younger sister and mother was, like, in the background at certain scenes, mm-hmm. but, like... They didn't have speaking roles. No, they were, like, extras in the background that's cool so what are your thoughts about this overall movie okay first of all great soundtrack oh yeah the disney budget to put the fucking beatles in this movie oh yeah <laughs> the character her brother pay- played is my favorite favorite character in the whole movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that is my favorite character because he goes from being like mom please pick me up to like don't worry guys i'll come back next year like it's Aww. just i love it the camp portion of the movie mm-hmm. is m- my favorite part of the movie like that's the best part of the whole movie the ear piercing scene i love so much like that like lives in my brain the ear piercing yeah. scene because like that little ice yellow ice cube little fucking thing i always wanted the one apple. Of those. it was an apple it was an apple 
Mm -hmm. Oh my god. She's piercing it. You have to pierce it into something solid so it goes like because if you ever tried to hammer something and it's like going into something soft and it doesn't go in because it doesn't have any opposing force on the other side. Right. (laughs) Sorry, not to be I don't know anything about physics, but I know this is pretty scientific on Um, here. (laughs) Not to get all physics or whatever, but (laughs) if you don't know, I'm actually a physician. So you no wait physicist. (laughs) Physician's a doctor. For anyone who wants to know, this is how you pierce ears on this podcast. <laughs> well, because when you, if you look at an ear piercing gun, they have there's a piece on the other side that's holding the back because it needs the pressure to push. Mm-hmm. It. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. But anyway, I did write down a note about the ear piercing scene, and it was basically just saying she probably got her ears pierced like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Just say you took them out this and they is, closed up. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It it didn't have to be that big of a deal. Yeah. But then you're 11 and you're, like, you're going to do super shit. And it was iconic, so it's fine. <laughs> it's one of those things, too, where, like, the other one's like, I really want to ear pierce this other girl's ear, so we're going to do it. I'm going to emphasize that it needs to happen. <laughs> it needs but, to happen. <laughs> but yes, the entire camp portion of this movie mm-hmm. is amazing, and it's like, as a kid, if I missed the camp half of this movie, like it was on Disney Channel or something, I wouldn't watch it. Oh, that's fantastic. I would not watch the rest. I like, it's not that I don't like the rest of the movie. It's just the camp part is my favorite part. It is the favorite part. It's almost like you miss like half the movie, even though you don't. Yeah. The camp, move, the it's camp really part not, is no. not at all. There's still an hour and a half of the movie left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next thing I had was... I know Lindsay Lohan was like 10 or 11, mm-hmm. but the British accent was... <laughs> oh, it's so funny because people battle that out. Actually. People <laughs> battle it out whether that's actually a good impression or a bad impression. And they're good it sounds like It sounds like a 10-year-old doing a British mm-hmm. accent, in it my so- opinion. It, it, <laughs> sounds, it, it sounds as good as I could do. <laughs> Sorry. Not to say... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> oh my god. Is that, your, is that cheerio. Is that your British accent? They say cheerio, right? Cheerio. They say that. We're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> my next note was how in the world like how in the world does Annie not know who Leonardo DiCaprio is? Oh my god, yes, okay, yeah. It's not like her mom is not letting her watch TV <laughs> or movies. This isn't the fucking 1910s. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> a funny fun fact that I didn't include in this, but like I'll mention it now since we're saying it. So like they both say in the movie that they love Oreos with peanut butter mm-hmm. because of when Oreos came out, they wouldn't have been popular in the UK. So that like, like not at all oh. in the UK. So the chances of, for Annie to actually have tried an Oreo would have been, like, none. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but Leonardo DiCaprio, how would she not know who that was? How do you not know? So, like, beyond, like, just being weird, mm-hmm. it is fucked up. You're intentionally separating twins, nonetheless, like, yeah. because you two can't get along? Those two parents made a decision, like, I'm going to take one, you take the other, and we're not going to have any communication with that other child. They'll never know you. They're going to, they're robbing that child of another parent that they know exists out there and of another sibling. It's like one of those things like, those parents, they made it clear they didn't give a shit what was happening to that other child. No. Anything could have happened to that other child, they wouldn't have known and they didn't give a shit. They never... They never knew that child. They haven't communicated. There's no way of them communicating with that child. And to me, that's that's messed up. It's messed up to separate them as siblings. Like, would you not want to see pictures? Like, just because they're identical. Yeah. Does not mean you're seeing the same exact thing if you don't well, get an kind update of on this kid. Well, the movie implies that they, their thought process is like, oh, we have two of the same child. I get one, you get the other. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's kind of what the movie implies that those parents' thought process was. And it's really fucked up. And a lot of people picked up on that. It's not like people are ignoring that fact. But because it's a Disney movie and the kids make it all cute, like, oh, we're getting them back together. It's a really fucked up premise. It's a really fucked up premise. And the most they do to, like, talk about it is just Hallie is, like, yeah, that wasn't really a cool thing you did. I mean, it's a Disney movie. They're not going to sit down and have a serious talk about the morals of separating no. twins. No. <laughs> and putting them in different countries and... No. Parents living without their knowledge of the well-being of the other child they have. Exactly. I didn't even think of it that far. Mm-hmm. The fact that these parents aren't even, like, they don't even want to know how the kid's doing. Mm-hmm. 
They have no knowledge of that other child. That's messed up. It's a fictional Disney movie, and when you're a kid, you weren't even thinking about that, but like... Like in this movie, like, oh, I finally get to meet my mom. We're going to be so happy. And mm -hmm. kids are in that thought process of going, why doesn't my mom not want to think about me? Why does she not met me why is she not found that hits me? you later on mm -hmm. yeah they didn't show the later years with this movie <laughs> like we don't have to keep going into it but just like sitting and thinking about what like because the movie's still enjoyable i still love this movie yeah it's still a comfort movie yeah yeah when you just think about the situation itself it's like what mm -hmm. in what world in what like they were married yeah. did no one get involved in like a custody agreement or was a court really just okay like she literally left. Mm -hmm. They could have just... I know it was a Disney movie, but I feel like this would be a lot easier to wrap my head around if they just did not get married. Yeah. But it was a Disney movie. They have to be married or whatever. They have to be married in order to have children, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll... We, we can move on because I feel like I could talk... Like, this is going to come up again later. Oh, like, it definitely is. I have reviews. Yeah. Of, countless reviews of why it happens. It's not comparable to, like, people giving up adoption for a child because that's more... That is a person... Yeah. ...legally giving their rights or away to a child. hiding hiding that their kids adopted or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. That's a different yeah. scenario, and that's, like, a different mm -hmm. thing. These are two parents who are just like, you take one, I take the other. It's fine. Yeah. And it, it's just, I don't know, this movie is just kind of messed up in that way. <laughs> it's just messed up. What confuses me the most, especially with, with the marriage thing I was mm -hmm. talking about, mm -hmm. she, they, they frame it as if she just storms off and flies away with a baby. <laughs> like, when did they have the time to sit down and talk about the logistics of this? Yeah. Like, he, they did not speak to each other from the day she ran off and threw some, threw a hairdryer at his head or whatever. Like, we're, we're in that yelling conversation, I'm assuming, because it sounded very heated from the way they talk about it. Yeah. When were they like... You take one kid, I'll take the other kid. Fuck you, I'm never talking to you again. Like, <laughs> What happened? Were they even like legally divorced? Probably not. Because that's what I'm probably thinking. Not. They probably weren't even legally divorced. They probably just Were they legally married? They got married on a fucking boat. Yeah. <laughs> a few days after they met. So, oh my God. In what country are you married? <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, What's it called? Maritime law or something? Yeah, maritime yeah, well, I'll ask my sister about it. Yeah, sure I don't know the logistics of that, but like... But anyway, I'll move on to my next point, because I could talk about <laughs> yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. for hours. I know I keep talking about the camp part, but like, mm -hmm. similar to Juno, like the way that especially Hallie carries herself and talks reminds me of Juno. Um, Just in the way that like, when you're like a tween or a teen, you just think you're so cool mm -hmm. and so smart, and you're trying to be like so mature and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. I just oh, think it's yeah. like such a pure pure experience to be like a child thinking that like you know everything and you're so smart and like i just think it's so cute like i remember being like that and i just yeah. love it i think it's so cute yeah absolutely it's just you think you're a grown-up because you're like 11 yeah <laughs> like <laughs> the next thing i have is that in my opinion, I think Chessie and Martin would both be gay. That's going to come up later, too. <laughs> That's going to come up later, too. Mm -hmm. Those two are part of the LGBT in some way, in my opinion. They're each other's beards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not to lean into any stereotypes or anything, but they just both give off their own safe gay. They do. Safe gay energy. They do. You know? And they could be bi. Okay, I'm not going to rule out bi or pan, That's you know, fine. but those those fuckers are part of the alphabet mafia for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they are and people talk about it and we'll bring that up later oh yeah definitely and then the last thing i have on here is i'm gonna talk about meredith for a second mm -hmm. um first and foremost this young lady was just trying to cash a check from yeah. this man and i get it he owns a giant vineyard have he, you seen their house their house he, is gorgeous yes yes they live on yes. a vineyard oh yeah like, are you kidding me i would do the same are you kidding me i would do the same <laughs> and i respect her for that yeah i don't think she's truly a villain uh <laughs> she is either i don't think she is either no, but another thing that i sympathize with her with um is that i would also scream if there was a lizard on my water yeah. bottle or my head and i believe truly that this movie is the root of my fear of reptiles <laughs> really i firmly believe that okay okay because i am terrified of lizards all right i understand i get and it i blame the parent <laughs> for that and the time that i was cleaning my closet and i found a gecko in it oh when God. i was little 
I thought it was ri- but it was a rubber gecko or something. And I went to pick it up and it, and it started moving <laughs> and I lost my mind. Um, but yeah, that's the last oh, thing I have fantastic. written down. That's fantastic. So those two, those two moments from childhood ruined reptiles for you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm glad oh, I yeah. know that. I'm glad I know that because I'm, cause I always oh, yeah. knew, I always knew you're not a fan of, not a fan of like I'm barely warming up to frogs. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not a fan of amphibians that much, but definitely not reptiles. No. Okay, interesting. Thank you. No, thank you. Except for turtles, they're cool. Like turtles, I know they bite. I know they, they bite do people, bite. but like I saw cool. turtles. All I'm day not gonna today. fuck with the turtle. I love turtles. They they won't fuck with you yeah. if you don't fuck with them. They're fine. Yeah, and I understand. I get the I get the hype around frogs. Okay, like I get it. They're great. They're cute. They're pretty cute. But I'm not gonna own one. I don't want one. And if somebody. If somebody has one, I'm not holding your frog. Well, technically, you're not supposed to, put it to out touch there. them because you have all these uh, oils and germs on your hands that can make them sick. So you're not yeah. really even supposed to touch them. So it's like, what's the point? Like, I'll look at I'll look at the pictures of your frog in a yeah. tiny cowboy hat. I, I love that. <laughs> send that's that to adorable. me. <laughs> yeah, send me all of those pictures. That's yeah. fine. Am I going to approach a frog? Or a toad? No. I was never that type of kid. Not. I never went out going like, let's go look for frogs. I never did that. You know where my fear of frogs started? Oh my god, yes. Where? This where? isn't this isn't a this isn't a podcast now, it's therapy. <laughs> oh, first grade. I was in first grade. Okay. I thought there was a rock on the ground. So I went to go pick it up. Just a giant fucking toad. <laughs> Just a giant fucking toad. Went to go pick it up. It started it jumped away, it jumped at me. And I was like, no, these these are evil and I hate them. <laughs> I love how every scenario is like you think it's one thing, but it's not, and it moves. <laughs> Their whole thing is trickery. Trickery, okay? camouflage. That's where it gets you. They bamboozled me, <laughs> and I will not stand for being embarrassed by a reptile or an amphibian. I love that. I will not allow it. That's so fucking funny. I only have so many irrational fears. It's a long list, and I'm here for listening every bit of it. But we can move on from my from my. <laughs> my list of fears that's fine i think there should be a segment where we get to talk about our fears every now and then on what, this do, what irrational fears do you have this is this is still a thing from childhood you know you're in a swimming pool and you think there's a shark in it you can't close your eyes because you think there's a shark in <laughs> glass it. shark glass, <laughs> glass shark I still actually have that anxiety a little bit like i still can't <laughs> glass shark gonna get that little fat boy <laughs> i forgot how it goes he's like oh my god i love that but it is it's like it's that little little thing of anxiety you still have as a child i don't know why i i'm a i'm an irrational doll i know there's no fucking shark in this tiny ass swimming pool i still can't fucking close my eyes though my favorite part of glass shark is like i think griffin is like because it's justin that's terrified and griffin is or maybe it's travis i don't know but griffin is like but like you can see the water, like you can see everything. Yeah. It's clear, and he's like, "I don't care. It's, it's behind me. It's glass shark. It's behind you. It's gonna it's get you. Me. It's gonna get you, <laughs> Toby boy." I have that same thing though. <laughs> no, I have that same thing though. I, I, I still think we have just both it. have anxiety. Yeah, that's what kind of narrows down to, really. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are pretty much everything you said. Like I don't yeah. even know what I could add. Who's your favorite character? Meredith. <laughs> I love Meredith. Meredith. Okay. Meredith. For me, it goes boy who was not supposed to be at that camp. <laughs> yeah. Chessie and then Meredith. I love Chessie. She's great. But Meredith yeah. was, Meredith, like you said, like, iconic. Did you ever watch the movie uh, It Takes Two? Mm. Mary-Kate and Ashley, they're real life twins. Yeah. Right? They're not related in this movie. They just happen to meet each other and look alike and switch places. It's literally Parent Trap, but they're not twins. Oh, Oh, so there's actually like actual consequences to like what happens this movie came out in 1995 oh it came out before then i don't know where i was going with this but this movie they're just basically the the same concept so there's a few handful of people who mention like oh it's a ripoff of take two or it takes no, this two is literally or- a remake of a of an old movie from the 60s yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, I know there was an original, but people were like, oh, it's a ripoff of Takes Two. I, I didn't know what that was, so I just didn't include them, but that makes sense. It's basically the, the same concept, except they are not twins that were separated. <laughs> they are just two girls that are the same age that look exactly identical. I just, I think it's so funny that they had literal identical twins and they were not related in the plot. That's so fucking frustrating because like why use one actress <laughs> to play twins and then have twins and they, they don't play twins. I didn't really, okay, sorry, this is another You're fine. You're good. side thing, but like I didn't realize how much, how much I watched Mary-Kate and Ashley shit growing you up. You are the like 
one of the few people, or not one of the few people, but like you especially, like you had all the movies. You saw all the movies. I have seen, so, we had their dolls. We had their fucking dolls. We had their pajamas from Walmart. Did you watch Full House? Yeah. Okay, good. Because that's the that's how I knew them from Full House. I watched all of Full House. And you didn't get the hint when, when you were showing all of us those movies and we were like, we've never seen these. <laughs> well, what? Okay, well, first of all, Rachel had never watched SpongeBob growing up. That's true. And then. That's a given. You. You prided yourself on being not like other girls when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I I thought it was just you two. But if it's just me. Yep. <laughs> we can move on. Ready for the correct reviews? Yeah, let's move on to that. This first one is from realfilm.com. Oh, five, I guess is when they were writing the review. And they quote, The Parent Trap is exactly the sort of easygoing, endlessly engaging family film that seems to have become an unusually rare breed in this day of age. They describe the movie as good old-fashioned entertainment and doesn't rely on pop culture references to carry the movie like a lot of kids' movies tend to do. They note that the movie marks the final collaboration between husband and wife filmmaking team Nancy Myers and Charles Shire prior to their divorce, and it seems clear that the two work a whole lot better together than apart, i.e. Myers' first post-marriage effort was the over- underwhelming What Women Want. That was just interesting that this person writing the article noted that. They work, they work really well as a writing team. Yeah. But I do think it's Nancy, like Nancy Myers did a fantastic job with it. She did okay. do a great job with this movies, and they talk she about that later. She directed it alone. Oh yeah, like he's not mentioned as the director. No. They note the opening to the movie is of a song by Nat King Cole that sets a romantic tone in the beginning, which sets it apart from other movies that start with, with quick cuts and loud songs. And I think basically what they're trying to say is this Disney movie is different from other children's movies. It's made differently. Yeah, I would agree. They're not just trying to like capture a mm-hmm. kid's attention in the beginning. They're telling a story, the genuine story. A general story and like also like appealing to adults. There's the original and this new one. And I think they're trying to appeal to also like the, the generation before that grew up with the 1961. Yeah, they want them to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. It's a smart choice on Shire and Meyer's part given the sort of amorous undertones with which they've imbued the film. I don't like how they're giving Shire credit because, like, no one else does that. I mean, he is credited as a as a screenwriter on it. But she directed it, I don't, so I don't know. Yeah, I think they, they lumped them together a little bit too much here. Maybe a little bit, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. It certainly doesn't hurt that Quaid has never been more charismatic, something that goes a long way towards establishing Nick's chemistry with Elizabeth. Richardson is just as good, though the actress is never quite able to approach Quaid's level of pure charm. They of course note the movie is as good as it is because of Lindsay Lohan and her talented acting abilities uh, to play two distinct characters and also mentions she does a great British accent. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm glad they enjoyed it. I think she does a great job, but I would not say that those characters are very distinct. Like the personality after camp is exactly the same. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm trying to think of ways to to counter that. Counter it, but I can't. (laughs) But go on. It's easy enough to see why Lohan has since become a huge star as she possesses a sort of easygoing likability that's generally impossible to learn. They do mention that the movie isn't perfect and does mention how it goes over two hours, but notes that it's long, but not overly long. I I can can see. Uh Uh-huh. Agree. In my mind, the movie always ends after Meredith leaves. Yes. But then there's like there's still more after that there's still a little bit more after that a good chunk of time left after that they end by saying yet that's an awfully minor complaint given how utterly entertaining the parent trap is from start to finish which i agree with i remember it so well and it just like flows nicely too like this movie does yeah to me flow nicely from start to finish any of the the icon girlies from this time if they were in a movie i could guarantee you i love that movie now mm-hmm. i think the only one with Lindsay lohan from like mm-hmm. when she was younger that i don't like is herbie fully loaded i never liked that movie that came on disney a lot too i remember we did watch that a bunch i just didn't care i don't remember it very well though i remember the very beginning she skateboarded to graduation i was like that's gonna be me <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i just didn't i I don't remember the rest of it, though. Exactly. It just wasn't good. Yeah, I get that. 
This next review is by James Berardinelli on realviews.net. It never fails to amaze me that something as essentially light and pointless as Disney's remake of The Parent Trap can clock in at over two hours in length. This is one of those movies that has difficulty sustaining any kind of comic or dramatic momentum for 90 minutes, so the final half hour turns into a real endurance contest. Consider, if you will, the reason why Hallie and Annie have never met, because Nick and Elizabeth shortly after birth of the twins split up and agree that each of them would take one child and there would be no further contact between the two halves of the broken family. To accept this premise, you have to swallow two contrivances. One, a parent would be willing to give up a beloved child to an ex-spouse and would agree to never attempt to contact that child in the future. And two, the children who are obviously terminally incurious would never be told that they are on half of a match set. They're not a set of wedding china. Okay. That's the thing. And that's how they treat them in the movie. Like, oh, we have two of them. You could just take one. I could take the other. It's like, no, they're people. You you get really attached to like a pet. Mm -hmm. These are babies. Yep. (laughs) They miss them less than someone who would miss a dog after a breakup. Have you ever heard those real life stories of twins who were actually separated at birth? Like, I think through the foster care system or something. They grow up to literally have these same lives down to like the names of their wives the names of their children through their jobs that's wild what they do like look it up they won't know each other for 40 years but they will literally have these same lives and it's insane and they'll find each other and it's just crazy of course the problem with this is that it's not remotely credible even in the context of a lightweight fantasy. And believability isn't the only problem. This solution paints Nick and Elizabeth as self-centered orgs. Ogres. Oh, okay. Ogres. I didn't know that's how they spelled it. Okay. Self-centered orgers who are more concerned. Ogres. You said orgers. (laughs) Okay, I'll just start. (laughs) (laughs) Who are more concerned about staying away from each other than with the well-being of their offspring. Of course, that isn't how Disney wants us to think about these two, but cheerful performances by Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson can't obscure the basic facts. And it's equally odd that Hallie and Annie, upon figuring out their parents' duplicity, don't show even the slightest sign of resentment. Well, okay, they're young. They're children. They do. They will. They also, <laughs> they do show a slight sign. Mm-hmm. And they will, definitely. But that's another thing, like, they're kids. Yeah. They go on to say that they don't understand why there's only one actress playing twins when they could easily cast real twins. I mean... It's cheaper. It's cheaper, and also that's how the original did it, so I'm guessing it's, like, homage to that in that way. The reason that Mary-Kate and Ashley played the baby on Full House is because if there were two of them, they could switch them out when the other one needed mandated time off. Right. And this one... If they had twins, they literally wouldn't have made any difference there right. because they would have to, they'd be on screen at the same amount of time. So just have one kid. Yeah. Like exactly. you're paying one less person. Exactly. It's Disney. Don't think too hard. That's a good, that's a good quote. He says, Lizzie Lohan is spunk, but not well enough to play both characters. She did though. I think she did too. Her performance is awkward, unsubtle. She relies on an unconvincing British accent to cue us into which girl she's playing at any given moment. While the photography used to create an illusion of twins is seamless, Lohan never persuades us that Hallie and Annie are different people since she plays them both in the same way. I can't disagree there. I said those exact <laughs> same things. You did earlier, you did. But I will agree, like, it, it doesn't even look like it was one person playing the two. Like, exactly. it looks, it genuinely looks seamless in the movie. Yeah. They do credit the supporting cast as good, especially Simon Coons, who plays Mern. The one thing that Parent Trap has going for it is that it, it's cute and sporadically funny. However, unless you're an 11-year-old girl, the obvious target audience, neither of those qualities is reason enough to see the film. I admit to having laughed on several occasions, most notably during a well-timed sequence when characters are just missing each other in a hotel lobby, but in an overlong production like this, such effective scenes are like comic oasis in the desert of tedium. Why is this review saying it's from 1985. I was going to bring that up. I don't know because it brings up Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> so I was like, is this from the original? Yeah, she wasn't alive. And also there's only seven, that's the whole thing. Time traveling. <laughs> she, and here's the thing, like there were only seven negative reviews, negative reviews for this. So it's like, this is the whole article too for what's written through. I'm sure it was just like a, gl- a glitch on the site because you can set the date on blogs and websites. Okay. But I think it's funny to imagine that this is a time traveler. So that's what I'll be doing. Okay. Um, Le- Lisa Allspector is a time traveler. Yeah. This is called Parent Trap. They the time and they i think they wrote that time to emphasize because 
one of their main critiques of this movie is how long the movie is, but it's by Lisa Al Spector. But they're a time traveler. Why would they be wor- so upset about the movie being long? I... <laughs> that Lisa Al Spector is probably a time traveler who has yes. big grievances with this new 1998 <laughs> parent child movie. Just traveled right back to 1985 and said, don't make this. <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> A whole what, 13 years before. Lisa writes, Lindsay Lohan is accomplished in the dual role twins separated at birth who meet when they're 11 and contrive to reunite their divorced parents. But the process takes more than two hours, during which seemingly inconsequential details like the fact that the twins' mother designs bridal gowns and obtrusively emphasize so their significance can be revealed later. This 1998 romantic comedy is mostly boring with its cumbersome exposition and close-ups of trivial objects scattered throughout lackluster montage sequences. The main thing I heard from this was like, this movie's too long. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the exposition. They thought it was close as a trivial object scattered. I don't understand that. I think what they're saying is that it was way too long, yet they added what seemed like at the time of them being mentioned to be unimportant details, mm-hmm. but they just came back around and were like, it was a plot device that mm-hmm. the mom was a wedding gown designer. And then when it came back around, it was like, well, that's fucking stupid that they made her that just so she could be connect- like so she could meet Meredith. And I get it. They could have cut out the portion with her meeting Meredith. Yeah. But I don't think it I don't think it fucking matters. <laughs> I, d- I don't I I don't get this person's like grievances with this movie. I understand if you thought it was too long. It's an over 2 hour film. I get that. This one's titled The Parent Trap. It's reviewed by Hollis Kekona back in 1998. It's from the Chronicles.com. The writer talks about how much they were easily entertained in their youth and how they loved the original 1961 Parent Trap and didn't think too much about the disturbing premise of the two parents separating their children and having no contact with them. But now as a middle-aged mom, she looked forward to seeing the remake with her daughter and ironically her daughter was away at summer camp (laughs) and she's also like 11 Mm -hmm. so she didn't get to see the movie with her child but she quotes truth be told don't miss she was not needed (laughs) because she's like said like the theater was filled with laughing children so it's like i don't i don't need a kid here (laughs) they know that the original idea stands the test of time and they quote through a number of sly references to the original and silly sly and fun 60s reference references pop up throughout the movie but it is plenty 90s enough for the 12 and under crowd which i just i love that review itself because like it had nothing to do with us we just watched this as reruns on disney channel well yeah i guess it did come out in 1998 we were i wasn't alive and you were a baby i I was a month old (laughs) yeah she knows that everyone in the cast is great and even though she can't say lohan she says lohan can't be compared to Haley mills it's it's she was still great and it's a good humor movie Uh, for great simple entertainment oh yeah so they still enjoyed it very much so it's a well-made simple kids movie it is the first 10 out of 10 it's very nice and the title is i found tissues a must for wiping the tears away it was written in 2009 remakes are never as good as the original so i never bothered watching the 1998 version as i had seen the original in 1961 and it was a film that sticks in your memory one night i could not find anything i wanted to watch on tv so was flipping through the channels and came across this version of film 4 uk satellite tv i love how they specified (laughs) thank you for the context The film was halfway through and I loved it. I found the film on the same channel a few weeks later, but once again, missed the first part. The same happened a third time. So I went through the channel listings for the next month until it was on again on 23rd January. I then recorded it both on on both my living room and bedroom Sky Plus boxes. Thank you for letting us know what you have. I really like this thorough review. I love I, it too. I really appreciate it. We don't see enough of these. No, because it's just British people being like, I went to the cinema. <laughs> and, and it's like, what am I supposed to just know what you're talking about? <laughs> you're not speaking words I know. I love this. I love how they had to watch, like, they didn't see the full movie three times in a row, but still loved it and really wanted to watch the rest of it. I love that. This person's smart. Yeah. And I love them. They are. I love you. <laughs> Although it is a comedy, I find this version to be a real tearjerker. Ten times there are scenes that bring a lump to my throat and tears to my eyes. I have watched this at least 50 times and still watch it at least twice a day. The cast are perfect with Lindsay Lohan sailing the show. The most beautifully emotional film I've ever seen. Okay, now read it one more time in a British accent. <laughs> what, that last sentence? No, all of it. All of it? Oh my god. Uh, no. Remakes are never as good. First off, we're gonna be here for 25 minutes. <laughs> it's the original. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I don't even want. I like. I thought about saying the last sentence in, in British. In a British accent, I can't. I'm not. I'm so yeah. embarrassed. Okay, I just realized something. Uh-huh. When British people default to an American accent, most of the time it's to a Southern accent. Well, that's an easy, easy way to do it. Americans default to British accent, it, like Cockney or something. It's called like yeah, Cockney or like the. Well, I don't um, know specifically, but it's something like that. The people from oh, what the fuck are they called? Oh, there's like one area. I'm not gonna pretend like I know. I know. I have um, no clue. But it's the ones that go, "You're right, babes." Like Adele's accent. Oh, oh, it starts with an E. Essex. 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 Yes. I knew it. You're right, babes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not no. even gonna try. I'm not gonna even try. I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it though. <laughs> You're right, babes. You're right, babes. <laughs> like you could do that one better I than bet the other I can British nail accent. That one. Give me a few lines. Mm-hmm. I bet I can nail that one. But we'll move on. We're not going to, I'm not going to practice my British accents in front of this. Maybe in the next episode, but not here. Anyway, this went off the rail. This next one's a one out of 10. This is on IMDb titled Two Selfish Parents Have Twins. It was written in 2017. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know why other posters have said this movie is cute, romantic, filled with heart. These two parents had twins and each took one and never let them know about each other or know about the other parent. The mother took one back to England and the father kept one in America. Then the kids meet as 11 year olds in a camp in America as if kids from London want to go to camps there and decide they want their parents back together. The father has a new fiance who he also didn't introduce to his daughter until two weeks before the wedding. Who does that other than someone selfish? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. His new fiance is only after him for his money. Okay, that's not, that's fine. <laughs> no, we're not going to dog on we're her. We're not going to dog on her. Leave Meredith out of this. She's not the issue in this movie. She's not. He's a dumbass. He's it's the dumbass. He and the mom. It's not her fault he got swindled. Yeah, no kidding. He is only after her for the bedroom, antics, and young trophy wife benefits. Again, selfishness all around the two kids. Even with his daughter, says she always wanted a mother, and he still didn't tell her she has a mother. The fiancé is quickly removed from the scene by the two kids ganging up on her and her showing her true colors. In the end, the girls get what they want, and the parents end up together seemingly romantically and forever. Because we can expect that from selfish people in Hollywood movies. I don't think this person made bad points. That's the that's the thing is like what I meant earlier when I said that the dad is dumber than the mom. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he waited until his daughter came back from summer camp, hadn't seen him for weeks, uh-huh. and was like, "Surprise, you're not my number one person anymore." <laughs> Here's- like, and maybe that's not what it actually is, but that's how a kid's gonna hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you wait a little bit to even introduce her? See if she even gets along with your kids. Yeah. See if your kid likes her because you can't get rid of your kid. Well, I mean, oh, okay, well, never mind. Never he can't get rid of his kid, can he? He did it once. He'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like one of those things. She was only gone for like a few weeks for summer camp. Yeah. Why? I the the timing of this movie. Okay. Well, he does not have a good track record with marrying people fast. Exactly. And that's no judgment on other people. It's only judgment on the dad in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. This next review, uh, it doesn't have any stars, but I think it was a, a positive one from Letterboxd. One of the best classic family Disney movies ever. There was not a single plot hole. Every problem found. It's rightful conclusion. They left no crumbs. Every story <laughs> every story and sub-story intertwines into one another so smooth. It never gets too cheesy. Has the perfect amount of comedic wit, has enough commotion without it getting too hectic. The Cassie was on point. The ending is unrealistic, but satisfying. It's a perfect feel-good movie. Lizzie Lohan was really that girl. She had to play two different characters, impersonating the other character as a respective character. And the way she plays it to the mannerisms and the nuances in movement and habits is incredible. We really ruined her as a society. Ooh. I agree with the last part. Yeah, definitely. I feel like they were being a little facetious, maybe, mm-hmm. with the, the first part. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that it wasn't, it never was cheesy and whatever. I think that's the charm of the movie is like, it's pretty cheesy. But it's, it, yeah. cheesy is warm and cheesy is comforting. And that's not a bad thing. Exactly. Cheesy is not always a bad thing. Yeah. You can admit it's cheesy, but it's not. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, I do agree we did ruin her as a society. Yep, that part's true. Moving on, though. <laughs> That's a whole that. other topic. 
that we're not going to get into. There's plenty of video essays on each individual child star. You know star. more than we do, so. Yes. Yeah. This next one is three and a half stars for Letterboxd. When will my diary marry a mean blonde? I want to do this to her, too. <laughs> this one is a three out of ten from INDB. It was written in 2021. How can you like the characters in this thing? Who on earth decides that it's proper to separate two twins and let them grow apart from each other? Not just two siblings, but twins that are soulmates. Also, how can you live without your other kid that lives elsewhere honestly i'd punch them both and adopt the twins the only worthy thing is lizzie here see my whole thing with this is i wouldn't give it a low rating for the moral <laughs> it's one of those things where like it's a disney movie you kind of have to move past like the con like the situation and just be like part of like be with the kids of like oh this way you're together and it's cheesy and it's warm and it's uh, it's fun yeah it only is bad if you think about the premise <laughs> is that well yeah this is a one out of ten and i love this title isn't there some kind of law against this it's from indv written in 1999 i saw this piece of garbage because my then girlfriend insisted we see it and refused to let me sleep in the theater to this day i can't make the psycho hose beast understand that i hated this movie i don't know what that's supposed to mean i hope you're not still dating this person it says then girlfriend <laughs> so hopefully they're not dating um, I really, ho I, I'm glad you aren't if you call her a psycho hose beast. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Hose as in wiener, I'm assuming. Like she was oh, psycho and horny. Okay. I wouldn't even put that together. That's just, just such a weird... I keep going. All the characters were stupid in this thing. Everyone can see that the girls are exactly identical to each other, yet nobody can figure out that they're twins until they find a picture of their parents. Oh, have you seen it? It takes two. <laughs> About halfway through, the filmmakers realized they had no plot, so they wrote in some weak thing about some snobby chick trying to marry her way into Dennis Quaid's money. So the girls decided that the best is to get their parents back together. Sure, they drove each other nuts and grew to hate each other over the first time, but I'm sure it will work perfectly this time. Anyone over the age of five who can sit through this entire thing without wanting to strangle those two brats is either in therapy or belongs there. You should be in therapy. You're the one saying you want to strangle them. I think you should took a, take a look in the mirror pal go to the fucking therapy you want to strangle a 10 year old like go to therapy you go to therapy also you are mentioning a girlfriend who has nothing to do with this movie dropping in some mean calling her a psycho hose beast you need therapy dude she probably broke up with you and you tell everybody that it was mutual you are <laughs> you are taking a lot of hate out on this movie from whatever breakup you have with this person you go to therapy mm -hmm. My god. So I threw that one in there because I was like, my god. <laughs> These were one of seven reviews I could find for this Negative movie. ones? Negative ones. Well, yeah, it's a fucking masterpiece. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to throw that one in there because I'm like, good lord, dude. Yeah. This next one is five stars. I love the twins conspiracy. LOL. I thought they were real twins. Yes. And I, I was going to bring that up earlier, but like we talked about how we both thought at some point they were actually twins. Yeah, it was convincing. It was very convincing. Mm -hmm. Sex one is four stars. So we all agree that Chessie and Martin are, are in a beer relationship, right? I also agree. Uh, this is five stars. This is the same subject. I miss in movies when the two clearly gay side characters get into a relationship. Chessie and Martin, we love you. Also, this has the best soundtrack ever. I don't miss it because like, you know. I you mean, know. I think we would all appreciate representation where they mm -hmm. don't have to be beard, in a beard Just relationship. Just together. <laughs> but I do. I I like the, the speculation on it where we can't we can't clearly say those are two gay people but, but we, we know you know there's a vibe <laughs> yeah this one's four stars summer camp classic at least the first 15 minutes watched at camp super relevant to our cabin check. <laughs> yeah. yeah check mark emoji super relevant to our cabin so considering we've got two sets of twins my british co-counselor rolled his eyes the whole time even the scenes set in london have a uniquely fluffy american sentimentality as for me, I love that sort of thing. The outfits, the lavish houses, the handshake. Way too witty for an 11-year-old dialogue, etc., etc. Say what you will about Nancy Myers, but she has style. Cultural reset of a movie. Mm -hmm. um, this next one says, best movie mom ever. And actually, I forgot to mention this, believe she passed away. Natasha. Yeah. I because I remember reading about her son, whenever he misses her, he goes and watches this movie because he says this movie is like closest to her actual personality. 
I'm gonna fucking cry. I know. I I didn't want to bring that up earlier, but like I was like, this is a perfect moment too. <laughs> All right, this is a five star one. The greatest movie to ever exist. This one reads like a Bill Hader skit in SNL. I forgot what it's called. Um, this movie has everything. This movie has everything to ever exist. Sisterhood. Summer. Love. Piercing ears at a summer camp. L O E V E. Riding horses. British people. Plaid. Jeans. No, you have to, you know, you have to go. Dresses. You have to go. Plaid. 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 <laughs> You're talking about Jeans. Stefan, by the way. Yes, yeah, Stefan. Yes, yeah, Stefan. Skimpy dresses. Friendship. <laughs> that person lists everything. I love how they just list jeans. <laughs> they just list jeans. Jeans. <laughs> I love this one. I cry in three different parts of this movie. The greatest, most perfect comfort movie to ever exist. Also, every time I rewatch this, I get even more or in a new angry at and the parents I, for departing them. And I get even more or in a new angry at the parents for departing them. Yeah. Okay. They just didn't write that right. Yeah, it's okay. You, th- they get the angrier every live? time. They do. They get angrier every time is their point. Me too. How the hell can you live knowing your child is out there in the world and deciding to pretend they don't exist forever? Insane stuff. <laughs> I cried about that too. I ate peanut butter and Oreos because of this movie. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Re- I didn't read the okay bye part. It sounds like how I text you. Yes, it does. This, uh, okay, this doesn't read like a review. This reads. This reads like someone was like you texted me what you thought about this movie. That's why I leave you voice messages sometimes. So I'm like, I need you yes. to hear what I sound like when I say this. I just love how they listed it. It was so fucking funny. Like it's Stefan bit. Oh my god. Just for a tiny bit of insight into our friendship, for those listening, anytime mm-hmm. I have to like spill some tea or tell Riley about drama. <laughs> I do it in a voice measure. I'm like, you would not believe what fucking happened. Like, you know, and I'd be like, they had this boyfriend, right? You remember that boyfriend? Yes. Asshole. <laughs> and I do usually remember. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes me a second. I'll have to hear mm-hmm. it. I'll be like, oh, yes. I yes. Do That's why this. I don't give you and names usually. You don't have no. to. Like, I remember the scenario. like, oh, that person that did that thing. Okay. This is four stars. If I met a kid who looked exactly like me at summer camp, I would probably kill them with a rock. <laughs> but I'm happy to see how they work through that. You ever seen Enemy? <laughs> Last review. <laughs> this is three and a half stars. And I love this one because it just like ties in what we said earlier. Double, uh, double the little hand, double the fun. I identify far too strongly with Meredith nowadays. <laughs> Same. I agree. What do you rate it out of 10? It's getting two points docked for moral <laughs> moral quandaries. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to say like an eight out of 10. What about you? I'm going to say great like just seven out of ten mm-hmm. seven out of ten for me is like that is the perfect medium mm-hmm. for a movie good seven out of ten this is a good seven out of ten movie for me yeah um if you would like to you know give us any feedback or suggestions for movies to review in the future or just whatever mm-hmm. you can reach us at our instagram at easy big takes we also have a tiktok where we post clips it's also at easy big takes but also i want to mention that if we ever read one of your reviews whether you're an audience member or a critic and you have any issues with how we perceived what you said but either way you can contact us on our instagram because our dms are open other than that thank you so much for listening this has been easy big takes my name's kat and i'm riley easy watching out there bye